This is this is this is the Bottom Bends podcast. Oh yeah! Hello and welcome back to the Bottom Bends Extra. Just continuing on with our top fifteen lists. Well, it's top twelve today, but this is the top twelve Premier League young players that you need to keep your eye out on for next season. So these are just young players under the age of twenty-five who we think are going to kick on next season and are going to be able to perform in the side that they're currently at or possibly at other sides. So just going to jump straight into it. Um, Oren, do you want to start us off with your first player? Yes, perfect. So. I've went a bit different. Um, I've went with three players, but two of them are likely going to be on the move and likely won't be with their current Premier League clubs. So the first one I've went for is uh, Armad Belokotchap from Southampton, the German centre-half. He's only 21. He was called up for Germany this year and has won two caps with him this year. Um, he had some brilliant performances. He had a tackle success rate of 90% so far this year in the, in the Premier League. He's comfortable in the ball. He has an 80% pass completion rate from 905 passes. And he has a great disciplinary record, only conceding nine fouls all season. Um, I think he could go to a top club this summer, to be honest. I think he's got big, big potential. Because um, he's definitely going to leave Southampton with them, looking like they're going to be relegated. Yeah, definitely, Oren. I think Balakotchap's one of those players that people definitely need to keep their eye out on um, next season. I'm, I'm in total agreement with you, lad. I think a big club will come calling for Bella Kotchap in the in the summer. It's just interesting. I'd be interested to know what you guys think sort of price-wise. Where, where do you think he's going to come in at? I'd say between 15 and 25 million. Yeah. If they get relegated, it probably will be that low. If they stayed up, yeah. it may be more expensive but because they got relegated. Yeah, so if Hampton's kind of consigned to the drop now, like, so they are just going to have to offload assets or whatever they can get for them. Like, so it would be wouldn't be any more than 25 million like yeah. like he only sent him to them for 8 million last summer so they're still going to be making double their money anyway do you know what I mean uh, definitely definitely and look he is he is a very very talented player you will definitely see Belakotchap still in the Premier League next season I have no doubt about that Owen welcome back Um, gonna, gonna jump to you next who is the first player that you're bringing to the table today yeah, well, the first one I'm bringing he kind of has had his breakout year this year but I do think he'll kick on next year and kind of move himself up into that kind of elite talk player in the league. I'm going with Martinelli. Look, at he's got 15 goals and five assists in the league this year. And he's been a key key part to Arsenal. Well, it was kind of a Titan fight that's kind of fizzled out now. But for best season Arsenal's had in a long time. And I know he's kind of been about the last three or four years there at Arsenal. But this year he's finally lived up to his potential and... I think next year he could potentially break out and be talked about in the same breaths as your Foden's and your Saka's in the league. Yeah, I, I would be in total agreement with you, lad. I think Martinelli this season has definitely... It, it sort of did go under the radar for a while, just how well he was playing. But like as you said, lad, 15 goals in the Premier League is is nothing to to, sh- to shrug your nose, nose up at, especially for a winger. I think he brings a lot of pace, a lot of uh, directness to, to Arsenal's attack and really has been a, a big a big reason as to why they've scored 80-odd 80, 80 goals in, in the Premiership this season. And What about you, Oren, Connor? What, what do you guys think then, Martinelli-wise? Uh, top player, you know, as we said in the podcast every week, uh, one of Arsenal's best players. As you said, he's really exciting, can take on a man. He's played over 100 games for Arsenal in the Premier League, which is crazy for a man who's 21. Um, but this was his breakout year. He's been consistently good the last few years, but 
Uh, I just think he'll get even better. And uh, he can like he can play striker as well. He can play left wing. He can just play in multiple positions. So top top player. Yeah, I'm in total agreement as well. I think Martinelli genuinely has the potential to be one of the best players in world football. Um, I don't know if that's controversial to say or not, but I think he's that good. Um, he's still young. Um, he's I don't know if he's broke into the Brazil squad yet, but he definitely will. Um, and that's that's a a Brazil squad that's going to be competing for the World Cup and and Copa America for years to come. Yeah, agreed, lads. And look, I just want to get one more thing off here before we move on from Martinelli. And the, the, I want this from Ollie is, what do you think the ceiling is for Martinelli? Like, are we looking at Martinelli as possibly one of the Premier League's, like, elite players in the next few seasons? 100%. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I, would, I would definitely say that because he's, this is finishing as well as brilliant and he's just so exciting. And I just think he'll get even better. So yeah, he'll probably could be a top, I think already he's already a, a top player in the Premier League, so just, it's just going to get even better. Yeah, I, I 100% agree that he could, he has the potential to be one of those top players. If Arsenal can keep him and Saka together, like that's their winger sorted for the next five, six, seven years playing at the top table in the Premier League. So he definitely has potential to become one of those elite players in the league. Yeah, look, I, I would agree with you, lads. Connor, jumping over to you then, who's the first player you're, you're bringing to the table today? Um, so first player is Brennan Johnson, uh, top player, um, real good pace, can really go up players. Uh, I think even in midweek there when they played Southampton, he was he was brilliant. Uh, I think I, I'm pretty sure it was him who just uh, ran past uh, this centre back. He just destroyed him. Uh, the one that we spoke about there, the Southampton one. Um, but he just, he just brings his team up the pitch. He's a standout player for force, especially good on the counter attack. Uh, he's good on the ball as well. He's got eight goals this season, three assists. Was said about him like his all round play is really good. It was just his finishing would need improved. So I think next season he could even he could even get better. Um, I think he'll stay at Forest, which will be a good thing. And then I think a top top club will come after him next season. Yeah, I would agree with you, Connor. I could see that being the case. I think Johnson has all those capabilities to to be a, a top player in, in the Premier League. And Oren, just going to throw this question to you. Obviously, he is a Welsh international. Um, and, and Wales are probably coming out of that golden generation now, but do you think uh, the Welsh people would maybe look to the likes of Brennan Johnson to be that next face of, of Wales football? Yeah, 100%. He, he has a potential for it. We've seen it this year. Uh, we've seen it last year, especially in the Championship. He was a catalyst in uh, Nottingham Forest getting promotion through the, through the playoffs. Um, but we've seen it this year. Look, he, he struggled. It's, it's no... It's no secret that he struggled before Christmas. Um, he probably should have done better than he, he... He was expected to do better than he actually had done, but since the World Cup, he's been absolutely phenomenal. Um, he's been probably Forrest's best player, along with Morgan Gibbs-White. And, um, as long as he keeps in this trajectory of improving on every game, um, he, he'll be a top player for a top club. And Owen, I, well, I have to agree with you completely, Owen, but Owen, just on then, you know, Johnson and Gibbs-White, do Forrest really need to try and keep a hold of them if they are to stay in the Premier League for seasons to come? Oh yeah, definitely. Like we've seen earlier on in the season, like before the World Cup, I know Orm's talking about Johnson wasn't in great form, Force weren't in great form in general. But as you've seen, when him when him and Gibbs White came into form, it's completely changed Force's season around. They're just two absolutely massive players for that club. And like we've seen Force have bought near thirty near play new players over the last eighteen months, like and it's been these two players who have held their season together and keeps them fighting to be in the Premier League. So if they are to be a consistent Premier League club, they need to keep hold of them too. There's no doubt about it. 
Yeah, agreed, lad. Agreed. So the first player that I'm going to bring to the table today, lads, is Manchester United's Alejandro Garnacho. He's 18 years of age, soon to be 19. Has a valuation of about 25 million on, on transfer mart. Um, 32 appearances this season, 10 starts, 5 goals, 6 assists. Of course, the notable performances against uh, when against Fulham when he scored the winner. And, of course, he, he assisted Rashford in, uh, in the winning goal in the Manchester derby. So, look, I could see Garnacho really being you know, the centrepiece um, to United's attack in the future. I think the number seven shirt is open. It's waiting. It's ready for him. And I, I'm really expecting Garnacho to, to kick in next season. So, Oren, I'll come to you first on this one. Again, similar sort of question to Martinelli. Where's the ceiling for Garnacho? I'm going to say the exact same. I'm going to sound like a broken record. I think Garnacho has the ability and potential to be one of the best players in world football as well. I think with this new contract, it would not surprise me if Erkton Hag gives him the number seven going into next season. Um, he's fought his way into the Manchester United team, which, although we do have attacking talent, it's still very, very difficult to do, especially as a youngster. Um, and with the disciplinary issues that he had at the start of the year, um, but he, he's excelled under Erkton Hag, and I think he'll continue for years to come to excel under Erkton Hag, and it'll be a big, big part of Manchester United's future. Agreed, lad. Agreed. Connor, just really, you know, United so far, you know, they've, they've just, just lost two on the bounce and, and they do look like they're a wee bit out of ideas up top. I think that's no coincidence considering Garnacho has been injured, but he's rumoured to be back now against Wolves, could be back um, in, in the starting setup is, is what's being reported at the minute. So do you think Garnacho will take some of that goal, goal scoring burden off the likes of Rashford next season? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, I said in the previous podcast that I thought he should have came on the other day. Um, he brings speed. He's good close control. He brings something different from Man United. Maybe different from, um, maybe like a Sancho. He can go out a player more. It just needs, I would say, to improve. He needs to get a bit more strength. He's only eighteen, obviously. Like, but he physically, even I remember they played Leeds. Uh, Ailing gave him a tour time just because he just wasn't physically at it. Um. But he has the potential to be a top, top player. And we've seen the goal against uh, Fulham. His two goals, two assists. He's only played 15 times this year. But getting that new contract with Ten Hag, I do expect big things next season. And I, I can see him starting for Man United week in, week out. Yeah, I, th- I think that's fair enough, lad. And oh, and then, look, obviously you're you're not a Man United fan. But looking at Garnacho, what, what is it that, that you think could set him apart from, from other wingers in the Premier League? Look, the thing the thing I love about watching Granacho on a lot of these like young wingers is they're not afraid to go at men. Too many times you see players now they'll be one on one on the turn back and they give it back to the centre midfielder or the full back. But players like Granacho aren't afraid to take that risk, to take a man on and go past them. That's what's great to see is young players enjoying their football. He's a great player. Um look at he's playing for a massive club United. And there's obviously a lot of pressure there. He did have those issues earlier on in the season, but there hasn't been much word of anything else from then. So he seems to have got himself in the right trajectory. And this is a trajectory that can go very, very far. Agreed, lad. Agreed. Oren, jumping back to you then, who is the second player that you're bringing to the table today? Okay, so the second player I've got, again, a bit different. I've went for Elon Melier, um, which is going to, sound a bit weird for some folks because obviously he isn't in great form Leeds look like they could be going down but he's a player I think will still be in the Premier League next season um, and I don't necessarily think that'll be with Leeds because I do hope they go down to be honest um, but he's been a stalwart for Leeds United since signing initially on loan in 2019 
he played a major role in them getting promotion to the Premier League, and he's a big reason as to why they haven't been relegated yet, to be 100% honest. Um, he's consistently in the top uh, save percentages in the Premier League since they've got promoted. His market value in transfer markets at 22 million at the minute, and I think that's a fair enough transfer fee if it was if he was to go for that. Um, he's sure he, he's too good for the championship. Um, despite his form, um, and to be honest, I could see him moving to the likes of Brentford with David Rea expected to leave. But he is being heavily, heavily linked with a move to Tottenham Hotspur. Um, he's ranked fourth in the league for saves and in the top 20 for saves across all top five leagues. Um, he's still only 23 and he is a 2.76. He, he makes 2.76 saves uh, per 90 and 2.26 interceptions per 90. He's a decent sweeper keeper and with a good defense, I think he could be a top, top goalie. Yeah, I think Oren, you know, obviously the, the form, it's he does look a bit shot on confidence at the minute, but I mean, 18 months ago, this was, this was a guy that was being linked to a number of top clubs across Europe's top leagues, so look, there is obviously a good goalkeeper in there. Owen, you are our resident goalkeeper, so what is it that you see in Malier? Is there a chance for him to regain um, his form and obviously if Leeds do go down, is there still a place in the Premier League for Elan Malier? Look, as you said there, Richie, there is clearly a good goalkeeper in there. He's one of these players that annoys me because I can see the potential in him and I've seen what he's done, but then sometimes he just makes stupid mistakes. But there is so clearly the potential there. And as a goalkeeper, he's no age, let's be honest. like He's still got 15 years of football at the top level left if he wants it. Like He's very calm on the ball and he is good. He's a great shop stopper. So there's definitely... A future for that man in the Premier League. He is out of form at the minute, but that could just be a confidence thing. Like when you're playing a team that, let's be honest, that leads defenses hanging them out to dry at most times. When you're playing a in team and goals are constantly going by you, even if them goals aren't your fault, you're still going to take that personally, and that's going to lead to a drop in confidence. But if you can get that confidence back, he could definitely be a fantastic uh, goalkeeper in the Premier League for a club. I think if Raya leaves, Brentford would be the perfect club for him to get under a manager like Frank who. Uh, help build that confidence back up yeah look I, I i have to agree with you lad like i i do think there is a good goalkeeper there connor obviously looks like the race is is not going to be the france number one anymore and, and he's going to move on as oren said there was big links to spurs as well um for the likes of Malia, do you think he's maybe looking at that france number one spot i know like mike man Menyon is looking at it too but could you see the likes of Malia maybe stepping up into that role he definitely has the potential. He's the youngest keeper to get to 100 appearances in the Premier League. And as Owen said, he's a good sweeper keeper. Um, he can save a shot. Recently, he has been brutal. Let's be honest. He's been dropped from his club. He's very susceptible under a high ball to making a mistake. Um, in the Premier League this season, he has made a lot of errors. Um, and he's conceded a lot of goals. For Leeds, he's conceded over 200 goals. I know they do play very attacking football and defensively they're poor. He needs to get that confidence back. And I actually don't think it would be a bad thing if he went to the championship for a year and then got that confidence back. Because I think if he went to like a Tottenham, it could be a lot of pressure very quickly. Because you're seeing with Larissa how much pressure he's under at Tottenham. So I could I could see him actually staying at Leeds. Um, but, you know, the potential's in there because he was linked to, as you said, like he was linked to Bayern, he was linked to Man United. Uh, I think he needs to focus more on getting his number one shirt back for Leeds before France, but there definitely is potential there in the future to be France number one. 
Yeah, look, I think it, it it's one going to be a, a saga over the summer, especially if leads leads do go down. It, it'll be interesting to see what he decides to do personally himself. Owen, coming to you again. Then, who is the second player you're nominating today? Uh, the second player I'm going to nominate is Olise from Crystal Palace. Look, we all know Palace didn't have a great start of the season and a or a great middle of the season, and obviously VR got sacked, but they picked their form up recently and kind of straved off that threat of relegation and Alise has been a massive part of that. He's nine assists in the Premier League this season, which is more than the likes of Bruno Fernandes, Odegaard, Jack Grealish. So he's a great footballer and he's still only 21 years of age. And I think there's a move for that lad to a bigger club, to be honest with you. Yeah, look, we, we, we've spoken about Alise these last couple of weeks and, and just how good he's been. But Oren, looking at it and, and looking at the potential of clubs that, that he, could make, who could, he could move to, where do you think, or if you were to choose a club, where do you think would best suit the likes of Elise's talent? Um, that's a that's a difficult question. Like best suit, um, ooh, best suit. Uh, I would love to see him at Spurs. I think he would excel at Spurs because he can play anywhere across front three and even behind. Um, but I don't think he would excel there unless Harry Kane was still there. Um, I seen this morning actually he's being heavily heavily linked with a move to PSG to replace Lionel Messi and mm-hmm. look if you're being linked to replace Lionel Messi arguably one of the best players ever to do it you know you're doing something right definitely lad definitely I think actually think PSG would be a very very interesting one very interesting one Connor look obviously you know Palace have had some good players come and go over the years. Um, you know, it looks like Zaha's gonna leave as well. Um, but could you could you see any sort of way that possibly Elise stays on and maybe becomes Palace's main man next season? Um, it probably will depend on the manager. Uh I think he should stay because Zaha's gone now and he is a top player, and I think another year wouldn't hurt him. Um as Owen said, he's one of the top assisters in the Premier League. He can take a set piece, as we know, scored against United. Um, yeah. but also, he, he can play, as Owen said as well, he can play multiple positions. He can play calm, he can play centre mid, um, he can play on the wing. Like he, he is a really, really good player. And I, I just think another year of Palace wouldn't wouldn't do him any harm. I know PSG would be, a, would be basically impossible to turn down for him. Um, I've seen that also, he was linked to them. But he could really step up in Zaha's absence and become a top player in the Premier League and then next season I could see massive clubs coming in for him. Yeah look I think that's fair enough fair enough. Connor then who is your second player that you're nominating today? So my second player is Levy Colwell um so he was he's a Chelsea player um so he's on loan at Brighton he probably hasn't played as many games as he would have wanted but he's only 20 years of age he's six foot two He's a very physical centre-back. He played in the Championship last season for Huddersfield and was one of their best players. Uh, they kind of surprised everyone. They got to the playoff final and it was it was down to him because his defensively he was just superb. Um, he's physical, he's fast. He's a good ball player as well. He's technical. Um, I, I Chelsea are saying they're going to look him back. Uh, Liverpool are rumoured to him. Tottenham are rumoured. You know, he is going to be a top, top player. Uh it is, I seen uh, Fabrizio was kind of saying under Potch, he could even improve further. Um, but I, I do expect him to be playing for Chelsea next year. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's starting because I think he has everything in his game to be a top, top centre-back. 
Definitely, lad. I think uh, Colwell is one of those centre-backs that's definitely going to be there for the future. Um, very quick, very comfortable on the ball, really, really decent defender. Anytime I've watched him this year, he has not looked out of place in, the, in that Brighton team. Oren, look, obviously, he is owned by Chelsea, um, and he will be coming back to Chelsea at the end of the season. But could you see the likes of Deserby maybe thinking, look, I, I really want to hold on to this player? It reminds me a lot about um, whenever Ben White was on loan at Leeds um, and fr- from Brighton, and then he ended up leaving Brighton for, for Arsenal for £50 million. It reminds me of this situation. Um, I think Brighton would be stupid not to take him on a permanent. Because, um, look, even though he has so much potential, I do genuinely think he has the ability to be one of England's top centre-backs for years to come. Um I think they'd be stupid not to take him now because he's not going to slot straight into Chelsea's defence. He probably should, based on ability, but with the likes of Koulibaly, they're they're not going to... And they only signed Koulibaly, so they're not going to show a lack of faith in him straight away. So I think if there was any time for Brighton or any other club that uh, for that matter to go and get Levi Caldwell, they should go and get him now because... Otherwise, they'll miss their chance, and Chelsea will have a top, top centre-back on their hands. But Chelsea won't want to fumble the bag like they did with Tomori as well. So, it'll be interesting to see what happens this summer. Agreed. Agreed. And I'm actually very glad that you sort of you spoke about Tomori there, Oren, because I do think it is a very similar situation. And, and I am glad that you've highlighted that. So, I suppose the obvious question then, Owen, is, look, Chelsea don't have the best record of implementing youth. So, would you look at the likes of Colwell and think, look, for himself it would be better off for him to find another club for his development? Or could you see him being the type of player that says, no, do you know what? I'm going to go in and I'm going to fight for my place at Chelsea. Uh, personally, I think he'd be better blowing dodge from Chelsea, to be honest with you. You've seen numerous times in the past with that Chelsea loan army. The amount of young players that loan away to a club and they perform well in the season, so Chelsea keep them for the next season and then never give them a game and then their career just disappears. Um, that Chelsea... Centre-back area is quite full at the minute, the likes of Fafana, or Manchitago Silva, or Koulibaly, Badashile. So there's a lot of competition for places in that team. And we know what uh, Chelsea's like. They're going to spend another uh, £150 million on two centre-backs this summer, probably, because that's what they do. So if I was him, personally, I'd be looking for a move away. And I think that Brighton team is the perfect place for him to be. He's familiar with it. He knows the setup. He knows the manager. And it's a team that if this year is anything to go by, is well and truly on the race. Yeah, I, I don't think that's that's um, a dishonest assessment, lad. I completely agree with you. I, I think for him, for himself, it would be better if he got himself out of Chelsea and, and maybe look towards another club. So uh, my second player, lads, and I'm nominating today is Irish goalkeeper uh, Quivin Kelleher. 24 years of age now, sort of j- just breaching maybe just over the young player but I thought he was an interesting one that we could talk about he's a transfer value of of eight million pounds which I think would be a steal for any club he's only made three senior appearances for Liverpool this season though um all in the cups uh he conceded two in those three but he does have six starts for Ireland in this like international season he has saved eight of the 11 shots faced this season giving him a 72.7 save percentage and I just think for a club maybe in the mid-table, I think it would be perfect for him to go to and try and establish himself now, especially considering Ireland are, you know, trying to establish themselves as, you know, 
a, a decent international side. And I think, you know, Bazunu can be in and out at times. And, and I think it would be really important for Kelleher himself to leave Liverpool and find another club. Again, Owen, I'm going to come to you first, considering you are our, our goalkeeping uh, resident here at the bottom bend. So, look, I know you've seen a bit of Kelleher at Ireland, but what do you think? Is there a good goalkeeper there? Does he does he still have it? Can he play in the Premier League? Oh, one hundred percent. I really wish to have, to have seen Kevin Kelleher starting in the Premier League for probably the last two seasons. Look at uh, Bazunu is number one for Ireland at the minute, but I really think that's simply down to the fact that Bazunu was playing football, whereas Kelleher was sitting behind Allison. I think Kelleher is a fantastic goalkeeper. I remember last year there was rumours that Celtic wanted to take him on loan for a year, and I would have killed for that. The same plan for Celtic. I think he's one of the best young goalkeepers in the Premier League, and I feel I can see why he's staying at Liverpool, and maybe he's trying to kind of become the heir to Allison. But I really want to see him, even if it's just on loan for a season, to get out for a season and be a true number one, because he could be a true number one at any Premier League club, to be honest. With you, bar the top five, I would even I know it would never happen. But he'd start for United over the head, in my opinion. If he was to go on loan for a year, obviously he's never going to go on loan from Liverpool to United. But I just think he's that good a goalkeeper. That's a big shout, lad. That is a big shout, Callagher over a the head. Stupid shout. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> not gonna. I'm not gonna say anything. He hasn't play, he's played about. He's played about two Premier League games. I don't think I'd go that far. Exactly. He's not going to start like, over the head. That is stupid. Yeah, Mesley, you know, I was given the least goalkeeper abuse, sir, but he's played over a hundred times. You know, he deserves to go to a top club. Like, he could go to a top club because he's shown potential with the Irish goalkeeper or with Kelleher. I've seen him play for the Republic a few times. He's made a few mistakes as well. I I do think he is a top keeper, but I wouldn't go that far, to be honest. I know. I was in a, gr- I was in a group chat the other night, and I wasn't even watching the game, but I seen about a million different messages calling for the, the head of David De Gea. So that's, that's what I'm basing this opinion on. Yeah, but there's so many other keepers out there that have more experience. And I'm not. I'm not saying proven. he won't go to United. I'm just saying I think he's good enough to play for a club like United. He's not. Even though but there's but, but what are you basing that off? Are you basing that off? Start over him. What are you basing that off? Basing that off what I've seen from him in the League Cup and the FA Cup and what I've seen from him in the international jersey. But he's he's played 20 times for Liverpool. He's made 20 I'm senior appearances in his career. You know, in club football, very so impressive appearances. Dean Henderson was fucking we're, deadly we're, for Shrewsbury. We're, talk, we're talking about Granacho being world class and the next Chris Yaron Aldo, he's played 15 games. Welcome back to the bottom bin, Owen. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bit of an outlandish statement, that's all I'm going to say. That's just... I think Kelleher's a top, top keeper, but yeah. that, that's a fucked up statement if I'm being 100% honest. I totally agree. I was going to say there's definitely potential. Klopp said he's the best number two goalkeeper in the world at one stage. I think he's the best he number two well. goalkeeper in the world. Yeah, so um, he saved penalties in the AFL Cup. He conceded three goals against Leicester More as well, you know, one of them games. Um, obviously, he's better penalties than De Gea, I'll give him that, but I, don't, I think it's just a it's a wild statement, to be fair, because I would actually take... the Well, I wouldn't make, I don't know. The Leeds keeper has played more games. Like, he has played 100 times in the Premier League, so you could probably say he has better experience. Like, Keller's only played 20... Like, what did you say, two times this season? Like, that's that's... Uh, he, he has only two appearances in the EFL Cup and, and one in the FA Cup this year. Like that's not enough to go off. Like he needs to go to a lower down Premier League club and then do a few or play enough games for a few years and then we'll say he can maybe go to a top five club. Well, sure didn't I say that? 
Like I said, <laughs> I said, man, I didn't. I literally, I literally, I didn't say. I didn't. I did, and I, and I, and I. That is my opinion. I didn't say he was going to start ahead of the hair. I literally said before this, this would never happen. Before I made that statement, and I said he needs to go on loan for a year in the Premier League. That's literally what I said. <laughs> Look out for this uh, particular argument on the bottom bench shorts this week, folks. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll, I'll see. I'll see you again another month. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, coming to you then who is the last player that you are nominating for our young players list just before we do like move on from Kelher, I do think he's a top top player I think he is the best number two in world football and I think he definitely has the ability to be starting for Liverpool and starting for any club in the Premier League in my honest opinion but I don't think he like I think he's got that potential I think he's got that ability but I think there's a lot of Goalkeepers, even in the top six, as sub goalkeepers that have that ability too, but they're not better than the number ones of that of that club. But look, anyway, my uh, my last one is uh, Ahmad Diallo. Ahmad Diallo's had a fantastic season for Sunderland. Um, he's got thirteen goals and three assists in the championship. He didn't really work out at, at Rangers. Um, I have my own opinions about that, and Rangers fans have a different one. Um. But Tony Mowbray, who's the son of the manager, said that he's one of the best players he's ever coached. And he's quite an established manager, so that's big praise. Um, he won their young player of the season this year. And uh, he's, he's also led, led them to the playoffs. Um, and to be honest, unless Sunderland somehow get promoted to the Premier League through the playoffs, I think he'll be playing for Manchester United next season. Um, and I think he's definitely good enough to be playing for United. There's a reason we invested so heavily in him all those years ago. And... Uh, we're finally seeing that player in the championship, which, in my opinion, is one of the most competitive and toughest leagues in the world. Um, so hopefully, he can show his qualities in pre-season, show Ten Hag um, that he, he really could be an asset for Manchester United in the coming season. Yeah, definitely a very interesting player, Oren. I have to agree with you. Um, obviously, has been killing it in the championship this season. But look, we all know championship and Premier League, they, they are two different brands of football. And it will be interesting to see how, how he sort of re-implements himself at, at Manchester United. Um, I think it, it is, it's not a bad headache to have when you do have the likes of Garnacho and Palistri and Ahmad to pick from. Um, Connor, I'll, I'll come to you first. Um, obviously, he has performed excellently at Sunderland. No point in saying otherwise, because he has do you think that he can come in and, and establish himself at United next season or do you think maybe another loan would suit Ahmad it's a, it's a good question because he definitely has the potential we've seen that in the championship like even he scored there the other day an unbelievable goal uh, I think when they played in the FA Cup they might have played who's a Fulham or somebody and he was he was one of their best players um, so I definitely think coming back to United even like a year maybe he'll not start straight away but he will develop at United like Granacho will as well, and I think it'd be best for him to come back and play in the Premier League for Man United. Under Ten Hag yeah. as well, we're, we're seeing the improvement of some of the players under Ten Hag. I, I just can't see how... And he again, he gives us something different. He has that pace, and he's really good on the ball, and he can take a man on, and Man United are missing that this season. It, it's, it's definitely going to be an interesting one. As a United fan, it, it is an interesting one, because you're always looking to see where the youth is, co- is, is coming and, and, and how they're developing. But obviously, look, Owen, he hasn't played a lot of Premier League football. I think he's only made like three Premier League appearances for United since he signed for United in 2020. Um, he, it's, this will now be his third season. No, fourth season maybe at United now. Um, look, 
is it time that he stomps himself in United's team? Do you think this is maybe the last chance saloon for him, or is 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 there still time on Ahmad's side? Uh, look, Orn is very worried of my opinions on Ahmad Diallo, so I know I'm already thin ice, so I'll keep this brief. Um, look, I, I feel he does need to step up if he is to become a United player. He has a great season at Sunderland this year, and fair play to him, because after what I've seen uh, with him uh, last season, especially in the Celtic and Rangers games with Rangers, he was very, very poor. But um, he's had a great season this year, but he does need to make that step up if he is going to continue to be a United player. Like, he did. He's not a he's not an academy graduate. Like, he came with a big price tag. What was it, 30 million for him? Yeah. And he hasn't lived up to that yet, so... There is pressure there, and it's the return is probably going to have to come sooner rather than later if he has a future at United. But look at that remains all remains to be seen. He's had a great season this year, and hopefully he can keep it going for his sake. Well, look, Oren, this is obviously the player you've nominated, and with United's wing options, you know you have the likes of Sancho, Ahmad, Palestri, Garnacho, Rashford. Where does he rank him? And Anthony, sorry, um, like where does he rank amongst those? Do you think? Do, do you think he has the ability to come in and be like a first team starter, or or where where do you see his future lying? Well, it depends. Like we we played the most amount of games out of any team in Europe this year, so if we have that amount of games, I can see him starting one hundred percent. Um, I don't think he's going to start every game. And I hope United fans don't think just because he's had a, a great season in the championship that he's going to come in and score 13 goals for us next season because it realistically isn't going to happen. It could, but it's realistically not going to happen. Um, I just hope fans are patient with him. I do think he, he has a place in the United team. I think, well, look, I'm not a massive fan of Jadon Sancho. I think he's a better player than Jadon Sancho. But let's hope Ten Hag knows what he wants to do with him. He can play anywhere across that front three. We've seen him play well in the Europa League when he played for United. Um, so, look, he's he's so young. He has so much potential. Um, there's a reason we paid so much money for him. Um, and I know it didn't work out at Rangers. And Look, I, I felt he was being played out of position. Um, but I think he really showed his quality in the Championship this year. And as I said, it is one of the toughest leagues there is. So, hopefully... He's uh he's beefed up a wee bit and he, he's going to be more ready for um the pace and the pressure of the Premier League. Yeah, it is. Look, it, it it's going to be an interesting one for for United fans next season. Owen, who is the last player that you're bringing to the table? The last man I'm going to bring up here is uh, Florian Balogun. Obviously playing for uh, Ren and Liga at the minute, but on loan from Arsenal. And he's the fifth top goal scorer in Liga, and like the only players ahead of him are like experienced goal scape, uh, scorers like uh, Jonathan David, obviously Mbappe and uh, Lacazette, those type of guys. Um, look at he did ball for Arsenal's under twenty ones for years. He's got something like uh, forty seven goal involvements in sixty games. Um, he hasn't done it for Arsenal. He's had a couple of chances in Europa League and League Cup games, but I kind of feel. He mightn't be a player for Arsenal in the future, but I think he'd be a great player for a team like Aston Villa or Brentford or Brighton, one of these teams that are upper mid-range Premier League play, uh, teams that are fighting for Europa League or Conference League places. And I think there's a future for that lad in the Premier League. 
Yeah, he is a tremendous goal scorer, has shown it this season in France. We actually, or and if you remember, it was one of your opinions uh, earlier on this season that Balogun could have and maybe should have been picked for the England squad just to see what he could yeah. do in there. So, look, I'm, I'm going to come to you next, Oren. I, I mean, look, Arsenal have Jesus and they have Enkadia. Is his time up at Arsenal? Do you think it's best for him to seek out another club in the Premier League? Or do you think, again, like, like some of these players already on this list, could he stay? Could he fight first place at Arsenal? I think he could stay and fight first place at Arsenal, but I think if I was him, I'd be looking to leave. I think he's better than Eddie and Kedia, and I think he would get a lot of chances at Arsenal, but I think unless he was to come in and score so many goals in pre-season, that's not realistically going to happen. Um, so I would like to see him move on. It was interesting to hear Owen say Brentford. I remember when we talked about him, we were talking about Brentford, but obviously that will depend on the Ivan Tony situation. Um. No, I think he. I think he has the the capabilities to do it in the Premier League. He's such a young kid as well, um, and he's the 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 sky's the limit for him. Um, yeah, I, but at Arsenal, I, I just don't think it, it's going to work out next season. But it wouldn't surprise me if they signed him back or whatever in a couple of years. Just one, he's one of them players. Yeah, look, I, I I could also see that happening. To be honest, lad, I I would say for himself, maybe a move is best. Connor, look. He, he, he has shown this season that he can do it. He can consistently score goals. And when you look around some of the teams in the Premier League, you know, say, you know, you, you look at the likes of Brighton, they have struggled without Ferguson. Um, Brentford, obviously, if they have no Tony, even Fulham, you know, like Mitrovic can be in and out as well. So do you think that that is sort of the echelons of the Premier League that he would be aiming for? Or could you see him make that jump and possibly play for one of the guys in 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 the top six, or well, the traditional top six, you know, maybe a Liverpool, a Chelsea, uh, somebody like that. I, th- I think it's a step too far at this stage for that. He's still young; he's only twenty one. Eighteen goals in a in Ligue 1 is a real good achievement. Um, he's really he's rapid pace. He's finishing better now. Um, just reading about him, McKenna, they were just saying that he just needs to improve maybe on his um dribbling. You know, maybe not as good on the ball, but there's definitely potential there. I think. Any of them teams would take a player like this. Um, I think like a Palace maybe, or obviously like a Fulham. You know, a good counter-attacking team. He would definitely suit them. I think Arsenal maybe is a step too far. They're giving Kedia a new contract and uh, obviously the Jesus. Um, and a top six club maybe is a step too far at this stage, but there'll definitely be plenty of teams after him in the summer. Yeah, I could see that being the case as well, to be honest. Just a quick question for you, lads, and I just want to get an answer from Ollie is, could you see him playing for England one day? No. I think um, they should have called him up whenever I said they should have called him up because I think he's going to pick the United States now as his, as his national team. Um, and I think he's going to make appearances for them next year. So can't see him playing for England. I think it would have been different if... And I know this is going to sound weird, but I think it would have been different if... You see if Brighton hadn't assigned Joe Pedro. Mm-hmm. I think... They should have went for Florian Balogun, and if the, if the had of, and he had a started off really well, I think he could have broken the England team at the start of next season. But for me now, personally, I think he's going to represent the USA. Yeah, I'd agree with with Owen. I think England's kind of missed the boat a wee bit the time down, so I think the lads kind of getting a bit fed up of being constantly overlooked, and with the offer from America hanging there, I think he's probably will just take it now and get himself to international football, because he's still going to go to World Cups and stuff with America. Yeah, um, obviously, he's played under-21s. I think he's played, like, 
10 times he's got like seven goals so he's definitely got the potential to play for england um one day but i'd agree if america's there and the opportunities there and he's going to play obviously he's going to get way more caps for them with england like even we're looking at it like ollie Watkins struggles to get called up um so what you know it doesn't there's no guarantee even if he comes into the premier league and he plays well that he will get called up mm-hmm. which is a problem no I, I think that's fair enough lads fair enough connor who's your last player then that you're bringing uh, so my last one is uh, Jacob Ramsey uh, from Aston Villa. Uh, he's played 32 times for Villa this year, four goals, five assists. He's he's like an all-around midfielder. He's he's really improved under Emery. Um, you know, a lot of pundits are saying like he could be like a, the real deal, like a top player. It's not just his attacking ability; it's his defensive work as well. As he has 2.1 interceptions per game, and he's won, he wins nearly five duels a game. Um, he's intelligent. He's a good passer. Uh, and he's a good ball carrier as well. I remember he scored against Man United. He played against Newcastle recently, and he was unbelievable. He was the best player on the pitch. Um, I just I can't see him not getting better and better. And again, the sky's the limit for him. Um, just an all-round brilliant midfielder. Yeah, agreed, lad. Look, Oren, we obviously, we seen him live last season um, at Old Trafford, and, and we did both come out of the stadium and said that there, there is a really, really good player there. So I think, Oren, you know, is, is Aston Villa the place for him? Um, and what would you sort of expect from him next season? Could he really establish himself as a top midfielder in the Premier League? Well, yeah, we thought he was a good player, but he walked right past us and we were like, not a chance of we getting a photo of that fella. <laughs> <laughs> they just beat us 1-0 and Bruno missed a penalty in the last minute, but whatever. Yeah, Jacob Ramsey's a good player. I always thought he was. Um, he, he really shined in the Under-21 World Cup. Or was it the under twenty one Euros? I think it was the Euros, maybe. Euros. Whichever one they yeah. won. He was really, really good in it. Um and I he's he's one of the players that I always kinda of thought to myself, hmm, do you know what? I want to see how his career pans out. Um I think England again kinda of missed the boat in the chance. well, they didn't miss the boat, they've still got plenty of opportunities, but I think they could have called him up last year. Um Look, he's, he's going to be a good player for both club and country um, in the next few years. I think at the minute, Aston Villa should be where he's at. I think there's definitely the potential for him to move to the likes of Manchester City, the likes of Manchester United, the likes of Spurs, Arsenal, Liverpool. There's definitely the capabilities in that player. He just needs to work and work hard because otherwise, like it's, it's all good um, having talent and having potential, but if you don't put in the work, there's no point. Um but he definitely has the abilities to, to move on. But for the time being, Aston Villa is where he should be playing. Yeah, I think that's fair enough, lad. Uh, Owen, look, I, I just when I was flicking through Twitter and stuff, um, you know, Villa fans um, are really, really excited with Ramsey, but they do feel he can bring a little bit more to the team, especially in, in sort of that goal scoring and, and creation um, areas. So would you say that's, that's maybe a part of his game that is going to need to be looked at next season then? Um. Yeah, it's something I'd like to see him do a wee bit more often, but it's not what all his game is about. Like, he isn't an out-and-out goal scorer, an out-and-out creator. He is that powerhouse midfielder, that do-all uh, type player. And I think he does that very well. I think he's one of the main reasons why Emery's had so much success at Villa. And he controls that mid- middle of the field, but it would be nice to see him bring a few more goals and a few more assists to, the game, to his game. Yeah, I think that's fair enough, lads. Um, the last player I'm bringing to the table, lads, is our striker, Evan Ferguson. 18 years of age, transfer market value of £10 million. He's made 23 appearances this season, 14 starts, 9 goals, 4 assists, 
of course, scored on his Ireland debut. And the notable performances I've listed this season were the goal and assist against Everton. I thought that was his best performance. And the last gasp equaliser that he scored against Leicester. The acrobatic finish, if you can remember, lads. Look, for me, I think Ferguson is going to be one of the top strikers in world football. I think we're looking at what could possibly or possibly be a Robbie Keane regen here, especially for the Irish national team. Obviously, all of us Ireland supporters, so we're very excited to see how Ferguson's career pans out. Connor, I'll come to you first. What do you like about Ferguson and where is the limit for for this kid? Uh there's so much to like about him. He's brilliant hold up play, he's a good passer, he's got great or he's got good close control. He can finish. Um, and he has a bit of pace as well. He's six foot three, so he's a physical presence, um, and he can just find the pockets of space so easily. Um, I think the sky's the limit. I, he is getting linked to Man United. I know he signed a new contract. Uh, if he just keeps going, uh, playing this well, there'll be massive clubs in for him, and he'll cost a fortune. Um, like he's got everything. Like you see, even the manager talking about him, and he's been a big miss for Brighton this year when he's been injured. Um, I've seen him against Liverpool in the Cup and he destroyed them. Uh, even going up against players like Van Dijk and uh, Matt Tip and players like that, he, he was just he was just so good. Uh, I, I just I can't see him not fulfilling his potential. I guess I could see him being as like I know it's crazy to think, but I think he has more like you know ability than Roy or than Robbie Keane. But obviously Robbie Keane's stats are crazy, but he could be that good. Do you know what? It will be definitely interesting to see. Um, Oren, as Connor mentioned, there new contract to Brighton, so he is he is staying at Brighton for the time being. Um, look, he is only eighteen years of age. There is still plenty of 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 time to go on the likes of Ferguson's career. But what would you be expecting from him next season? Are you looking at maybe double figures in terms of goals? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. He just needs to build upon his goals year after year. And if he got nine goals this year, he needs to try and get 10 goals next year. He needs to just build, especially this next season. Because although he has signed a long-term deal to Brighton, we've seen that with Caicedo. They're just saving their own backs, in my opinion. Um, so I think he needs to build upon his goal contributions and overall performance next season. Because I think next season will genuinely be his last season at Brighton. I think he goes to a top, top club, whether that's in the Premier League or whether that's one of the the big boys abroad, um, the sky is the limit for that fella. He is going to be a world beater up front. Agreed, lad. Agreed. Owen, look, obviously, Ireland are starting to build a side that they're hoping is going to consistently qualify for the top honours. Um, same way that we said about Johnson being possibly the face of Welsh football, is Evan Ferguson the face of Irish football? Uh, he's gonna have to be like as an Irish person, there hasn't been a lot to get excited over since uh, the Euros in 2016. It's been a long time watching shit international football, and like when you've lived through the year of uh, David Ngodrick, as much as I love Ditsy and Callum Robinson leading your line, you need it uh, put you away in the head. But when you have a bit of a bit of talent coming through like Gavin Ferguson, it does lift the spirits a wee bit. And um, as Dorman alluded to, I think it's a bit of a shout saying he has more ability than Robbie Keane at this stage, but he does have the potential to get to that type of level. And he is the future of Irish football. It's as simple as that. My only concern with him is injuries because he has been injured a couple of times this season. But hopefully that's not he's not going to become one of these what-if players and he does fulfill that potential. 
Yeah, definitely, lad. Definitely. Well, look, thank you very much, folks, for listening and tuning in to our top 12 players to watch in the Premier League next season. Sorry, our top 12 young players. Um, as always, please follow us at Bottom Bins Pod, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. You can find us on the Parlay Sports app, that's P-R-L-Y Sports, on the Apple App Store to jump in and join the footballing conversation with us. If you haven't already, please check out our latest Premier League episode that came out on Wednesday. Some good content in there, as always. And a big thank you to everybody um, who interacts and engages with the podcast. We hit over 10,000 views on all of our platforms for just the last two weeks alone and we just from all of us here we just want to say a massive thank you it seems as though every month we keep hitting these personal milestones and goals and we couldn't do it without uh, the folks at home who, who consistently give us a listen every week and we hope and we pray that the the content that we deliver to you is the best that we possibly can and over the summer there is going to be plenty of content coming your way whether that be parlays whether that be tiktok podcast themselves and our shorts which is doing very very well at the minute we just want to say a massive thank you so as always folks keep it bottom bins keep it bottom bins keep bottom bins